0: Hey, it's Beth here, episode 414. Um, this is a good week for the New York Times Sunday edition. An amazing love story in our age group about a guy who is in uh, Rolling Stones fans and he plays Keith Richards. And he lived this wild, crazy life, divorced twice. Anyway, he leaves everything, kind of just moves across the country and he finds this girl this he finally gets on match.com because everything's going wrong all his acquaintances everything's just not working out i think he was a bit of a jerk but anyway goes to the small town and he hook, he finally gets himself involved in the dating site okay silver singles meets this woman and he loved her because there was a picture of her holding and hugging her pillow which is great the minute they get close her mother gets much more sick and her daughter who's 28 gets COVID and long COVID. And she has to take care of both of them. And it's like the worst time in her life. This guy sticks around. He says that he's been sober for 35 years, but he still didn't like himself, still didn't recognize himself before drinking and meeting her and becoming part of the family and helping made him a better man. And they got married in three months because Lisa the girl's mother was very sick and dying and she said you gotta marry this guy so they got married and it's just I just think it's an adorable story and oh my god after the ceremony they just ran out on the street and there was a spontaneous horror dance in this little village which is so cute and cars were driving by honking and people were getting out of their cars and dancing and then they went to a little Mexican restaurant and ordered whatever they wanted on the menu. There were six people at the wedding Because they did it really fast and it was the best wedding either one of them had ever had. They both been married like a whole bunch of times and The bride's mother Died exactly two weeks after they were married. She said her job was done An 85 year old mom trying to make her daughter happy. That is so sweet So then there's this woman and she is making a fortune Setting couples on the right, right path to a richer sex life. Okay. She wrote this book. It's called "Sex When You Don't Feel Like It: The Truth About Mismatched Libidos and Rediscovering Desire." I'm thinking there should be a chapter in this book. Maybe chapter one called "Maybe He's a Jerk." Maybe he's just a jerk, and you can't, you can't do anything about that. She's, she gives you a chance to ask her one question for $190 online. And she's got all these pet answers. I don't know what she thinks she's doing, but uh, I guess she thinks she's doing something right. Then there was this other thing about hand fasting ceremonies. That's why I loved the first one so much because this is for people like uh, this woman named Miss Fontenay, and she's been married to her husband Chad for nine years. But she has this girlfriend it's polyamorous, which is such a pretty name for something that is kind of, I don't know, rough because Ashley, the girl she's polyamorous with, is monogamous and so is her husband Chad. And I'm thinking, uh, wait a minute, uh, maybe Ashley and Chad should get together. Like, what? Why are you demanding they be monogamous when you're not? I'm like, I'm so, I'm so opposed to this. And plus there's a lot of hand fasting ceremonies going on where you tie your hands in a knot and it's from Celtic times. And I'm wondering, can I wear white to that ceremony? Will I get in just as much trouble wearing white at that wedding as I do at all the other weddings I wear white at? What will happen to me there? So that was gross, okay? I mean, I'm sure it's lovely and I just don't get it. And I'm too old to figure it out and I don't even care. Now there's this new thing that kids are playing with. It's called Huggy Wuggy. If your grandchild tells you he wants a Huggy Wuggy, it's, it's horrible. It, you should see the pictures. It's, okay, so here's, here's what it is. In fact, Huggy Wuggy is the primary villain of an indie horror video game called Poppy Playtime. This all sounds so innocent. Set in an abandoned toy factory, Huggy, one of the toys formerly made in the factory, is first seen in the display with a happy, innocent smile on his face. Okay, players have to solve puzzles, and this little Huggy Wuggy turns into, it's disgusting. He has rat teeth, saliva all over his mouth, and this is what preschool children want. So don't just order it online, or don't, if if your little grandson calls you up and says that's what he wants for his birthday, and you go, oh, I want you to have a Huggy Wuggy too. Here's some money, I'll give it to your mom and you can go buy it. No, 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 it's not huggy-wuggy, it's it's horrible. It's uh, gory-gory, okay? So uh, don't fall for that one. And that is what kids want. Okay, so now we've got a new kind of, well it's not new, it's Caviar Caspia. It's a restaurant that's opening up in New York and it's from Paris, which is very amazing. And uh, Rihanna and all the cool people go there. And during Fashion Week, it's like their cafeteria. Mounds and mounds of caviar go to all these people. And Winston Churchill requested 25 pounds of this caviar when he dispatched Lord Beaverbrook as the state dignitary to discuss the war with Joseph Stalin. I mean, way to think about yourself, Winston, 25 pounds. So, and that was in 1941, so this stuff is big. But during Fashion Week, buckets of it come out for everyone. And I'm thinking, gosh, amazing. So then I read this love story, and it's very, very sweet about this woman. And she is um, Muslim, and she married, and it didn't work out. And she was, it's kind of a bad thing. It's kind of like not, they call you a bad wife, and you're not marriageable. She did find another guy on a site called Minder, which is the Muslim Tinder. And that marriage, and they worked out beautifully. He's a lovely guy, she's very happy. Her mother's even, now that they have a baby girl, her mother is almost ready to forgive her. So, and the other guy married too, Um, married someone else. Just wasn't a fit, but I didn't know that. And she was a doctor, she's like a psychiatrist. I didn't know that um, that was still a stigma. So anyway, nice story minder pretty cute okay so in the uk this was interesting to me Uh, very interesting because there was this mother nicola and she dropped her two daughters off at school and took her dog for a walk and then she disappeared and the dog was seen um in the park just circling around with his um leash still on and the owner gone okay so what what has happened is For two weeks they've been looking for this woman and the police came out and said she had ongoing struggles with alcohol and menopause and that she was cracking up and the family is like wait a minute nikki would have died hearing you say that you didn't get our permission to say that that's slander she's not here she's got two daughters and it's creating this whole thing about it will deter families from ever going to the police And I hadn't thought about that. You know, this person is gone, and you say things like that, and who didn't have trouble with menopause? Who? Who didn't? She's got a job. She's got two daughters. She was getting them to school on time. She was taking her dog for a walk. How bad could her alcoholism be? She's up in the morning, going to work. I just think that's horrible. But I'm glad it's being addressed. So they've got problems in England too. Okay, Stella Stevens was a bombshell, and her son is Andrew Stevens, and I remember that. He was handsome. She had him when she was 15. So she she kind of had a rough uh, childhood herself, being a 15-year-old mom. And she went to Hollywood, and the career didn't, didn't go anywhere. Well, she got two roles, and then she got put back on the back burner. And she had to um, do a photo shoot for Playboy and pose Nude, N-U-D-E, that's big, way back in the day, for $5,000, okay? After this shoot, she said, you Hefner, the magazine publisher, paid her only half of the money that he owed her, and he said she was gonna have to be hostess in the mansion to earn the rest. What a jerk! And then, before the photos ran, she signed a new contract with Paramount, and she asked Mr. Hefner to cancel the magazine feature. She would give him the money back, But he refused. And so she appeared as Playboy of the Month in the January 1960 issue, a few months before she won the Golden Globe. Now, what a jerk. She said people don't realize how horrible men can be towards beautiful women with no clothes on. Well, I think she had her clothes on when she asked him to to not do that. And it impacted her career because my mother hated this actress, and now I know why. You couldn't appear in Playboy nude and get any respect in 1960. Why did you, Hefner, have to do that? That's so, anyway. Now, I now I hate him, so and you know, and now you know why. So, then there was this other article about that girl, Marlo T- Thomas, and she's still married to her husband, Phil, Phil Donahue. That's why I read the article because it says they're still married. And she has all these parties, and she's 85, and they're really happy. And she decorates her house so beautifully that William Sonoma is doing all of her stuff. And she became smitten the minute she saw um, Mr. Donahue, is what she calls him, in 1977, when she appeared on his talk show. And the way he charmed her was when they were walking from the green room, he said to her, Marlo, I'd like to ask you about your mother during the interview. Is that okay? And she almost cried because no one ever asked her about her mother. It was always Danny Thomas this, Danny Thomas that, and he was a great guy. St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, amazing. But her mother, her name was Rosemarie Gasanti, and she was a singer and she hosted her own radio show in Detroit and it was very popular. So they got married, that was great. And they li- they, mo- they moved to New York. He said, listen, I can't live in L.A. He said, I can't... I can't be interviewing John Wayne only for the rest of my life. That's all L.A. That's all LA cares about. I don't belong there. He was in Chicago. So they thought and thought and thought and the only city that, that they could come up with that they could share was New York. So they moved to New York and they moved into this apartment in 1980. And it's beautiful. And they... It had to have a terrace for Phil, so we could feel like he was outside. And she needed light because she was from California. They're still there. They're very happy. She told the decorator, "I don't want a house with Louis anybody in it. No Louis the 14th, no Louis the 15th. I just want comfortable furniture." So that's what she did, and they're still very happy. And if you go to her house, she will make you eat her egg salad sandwiches. She makes pretty lady finger sandwiches, you know, with the crust off every day for anybody who comes in, even if it's just the electrician. But this person who wrote this article said, don't worry about it, they're very good. So that is very sweet. Then I read this article about um, this beautiful painting that um, is, it's a Raphael. They think it's a Raphael, they're not sure. It's in a um, in a safe, and 97% AI is saying it's real. They've been at this since 1960, and the people feel that it's because they're nobodies that, and they want to sell it. That the world isn't letting it be true, but it's an amazing story. They have like a thousand guys who put in like a thousand dollars. It's like that horse, you know, when you. When you're watching a horse race, and there are these people from like uh, Bensonhurst or Brooklyn, and they all this whole bar invested all their money, all their savings into a horse, and the horse wins. That's what this is. But they're not letting the horse win, which I think is pretty bad. So that that's that. Then there was a story about Carl um, Lagerfeld, and his mother said that the only thing that ever married to Carl was that. He was being noticed. That's all he ever cared about. And that's why excitement swirls around him and even was true when he was a baby. Well, that I knew. I mean, that is obvious. And um, there's a little book that he wrote. And the thing I really liked about him, uh, of course he's a genius and of course he's fabulous and I love his hair, is that for years he kept this one Paris florist fever- feverishly busy every single day delivering scores of bouquets accompanied by handwritten notes on special paper. His favorite material was this exquisite paper and he would sign each one with a fountain pen. And he'd send it to celebrities, models, everybody got flowers for him and I think that's brilliant. And he, he kept doing it even when he was sick. He had written cards and letters to be mailed out later so no one would ever know that he was sick. And... From Carl, so some people got their last flowers, hundreds went on Valentine's Day to all of his friends, and five days later he was dead. And then he said, You know, after he died at age 80, the designer said, insisted, I want to be burnt, tossed, done. I hate the idea of burdening people with my remains. Burnt, tossed, done. I just think that's a great way to do it. Now, I was just in Dallas, which is a very, very tough town, and two people, very nice-looking people, came up to me and said they loved my hair. I was like, what? Well, unbeknownst to me, unbeknown to me, however you're supposed to say that, I got a bobbed head haircut, and it's very in right now. All the stars have it because I I can't go to my um, hair salon anymore I had a I set my stylist up with a friend of mine and it didn't work out so our relationship is I'm the collateral damage of course so I asked Kit to just lop off five inches with the scissors that we just have in the house it took him one minute straight across the back five inches off and now I've got this bob that is very very in it's in demand. People are waiting in line to go to spas for five hundred dollars to get this blunt cut that takes one minute with a a scissor that isn't even sharp. Like wow. And it's more the more choppy, the better. It's just silly. So anyway, that's my week for um for what's going on. And you know, for the new sound, it was great. Uh, I was in. Dallas um, because my brother-in-law is very very sick and um, he just passed last night at 10 and i um, very sad about it that's why I was in Dallas and um, just want to say a prayer for Al to say a prayer for Al for me and it's not helping my sanity one bit and you know you, you think to yourself oh what's the moral to the story you should enjoy every minute It's hard. It's hard. I'm just sad. And I don't know how long I'm going to be sad. He was young. He was 63. That's young to me. And um, so anyway, just thinking about Al, trying to stay sane. And um, it was a pretty good week for the New Sound. I will be back. Thanks. Bye bye.